Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, another great week of games. How about that? The Indians, Jake, they're catching up on the Twins. The Mets magic rolls on. New York sports teams in general just can't lose right now. You know, Central had some stuff go on. A lot of stuff. Let's do it. Let's talk some baseball. Talking baseball. All right. There you go. I think we're good on the YouTube machine. I think we're definitely good on the podcast app because that's post-edited. But here we are. We're live, Jake. It's Talking Baseball Friday episode. How are you doing? Doing well, James. Happy happy Friday to you. A fun week of baseball. I know you and I have a couple good things circled for this freak end as well, baseball-wise. But yeah, man, we 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 had a couple kind of... We had a couple unique series. I think that's an interesting way to label them, like Minnesota and the Braves. You're not going to see that a lot, but that's kind of fun. Uh, if you like destruction, the Yanks and the O's was, uh, I, I don't even know if that was baseball. Um, and we just, we, we had a lot of good stuff around the league. We had some big time performances. I'm doing all right, man. You know? Yeah, that's good. You're doing all right. Your hair looks nice. When do the dog days happen? Are the dog days late August? I think the dog days are July and August. Right. I haven't had that, but I love baseball. So like the dog days never like are bad for me. Okay. I think those uh, football fans, like other sports fans consider August and July, the dog days of sports because they don't enjoy baseball much. I've always, I've right. never really found myself like, damn, only baseball's on. That's why I host. Yeah, but a, a I, show I think called- it's a baseball term too for the teams. Like I, I think for oh for baseball, yes, yes for baseball teams, it's like mid to late August. It's like it's been hot for a while. We've oh. been playing baseball every day for three months. Oh my god! If you are like, let's look at some of the series right now. If you are, I can't find one. Wow, that's pretty cool. Okay, here we go. Padres Mariners. Yeah, they got a lot of young guys on the Padres, so they're probably still excited to be playing. Uh, right. Red Sox Royals. Yeah. We're talking dog days there. They just straight up canceled the game. They're like, we don't care. Now nah, they're re- they're postponing it for weather, yeah. but that's could have been a good joke. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, yeah. For players. Yeah. It's, it's beginning to be like the dog days, but we're le- we're leaking into dog days. We, su- we saw the dog days leak in for the Orioles this weekend. We'll, we'll talk about that. Oh yeah. How, wow. How are you doing? Jimmer for I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. It's been, I have some gripes. Not, no, not gripes. You're going to listeners, listeners that are new that aren't coming over from talking Yanks that are new talking baseball listeners are probably going to find some opinions that I have that, uh, they disagree with or whatever. Cause I know you and I are on opposites. Interleague play sucks. All these interleague series this week. There's too many of them. Get them done at the beginning of the season. I, I can't stand these two-game interleague series series. I'm over it. I think it's bad. Give me three-game sets, four-game sets. Every every week right now, like the A's are just going around playing two games versus everyone. It's three games versus the Cubs, but Padres, Mariners, two games. Uh, Reds, Angels, two games. There's all these two-games interleague sets. I don't like them. Yeah, and this this was not in our game plan, which we will post for our Patreons, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, I'm I'm totally different. I it's something that I think MLB. Well, a we need to get the universal DH, so it's less 
Because, like we talked about with Oakland, like they're jumping around, they're playing home and road games versus NL teams. That's kind of brutal just to do change that mentality as a team. Uh, for me, it's it's the NBA, and I, I was talking about this yesterday, and we talked about it a couple episodes back with Albert Pujols. He made his first return to St. Louis this year. They gave him a standing ovation every at-bat. It was eight years, and I just think, okay, so if you use that formula that there's going to be some towns that don't see a major league star for eight years, that's sinful. Like, if, if you're a Colorado Rockies fan, you could go without seeing Mookie Betts or Aaron Judge for eight years. I just think that's terrible for the game. So I, I think they need to juggle the schedule more. I think when they get the universal DH, it'll be a little easier. Um, and yeah, I mean, the two gamers, they are what they are. Uh, I, I think those are easy for working in off days. So I think that's why teams like the two gamers. Well, but, it's also because, yeah. like, it, you play your – like, the Yankees – will go through each division. You know, one year you go through the NL West, which is what the, the NL West and the AL East are playing. And then, you know, sometimes the AL East will play the NL Central. It rotates. But you right. always play certain teams. Like, the Yankees always play the Mets, and it's always a two-and-two. And, two, and I think they thought that was going to be fun. I don't like it. I'd rather... Baseball's a game of series. In two games, it's so easy to be like, well, it's just two games. Universal DH, lower some of the in-division games, roll it. Well, you gotta. We're not on a. We're not. This isn't talking Yanks. We're not on an American League podcast. Like, probably lost a lot of people that like the like pitchers hitting on this podcast. This audience. Oh, the. Uh, I. I think that that no. That's that's a national stance. Uh, it's. I mean, there's still people that want the pitcher hitting, but it's it's going. I mean, I. I think 2021 or 2022, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, so. It's it's all right. There's some fun. I don't get me wrong. I get it when that pitcher, you know, eleven percent of the time gets the base hit in that situation. Yeah, it's a good time. But uh, yeah, that's uh, we we don't need to get on the soapbox for that right now. Okay. All right. Well, you want to just get into the National League and American League report then? I think so. I just I just want to know who who would be bringing us this episode before we go there. That's is what a I great, would say. That's a great call, Jake. It's a great call. It's a good thing I I have the notes in front of me that I'm just avoiding. Yes. This episode of Talking Baseball, Talking Baseball is brought to you Talking by baseball. a gang of awesome people. Javier Vivez Gimeno. Yeah, that's a could be Jimeno. I don't know. That's a that's oh. a fun name. Someone gave us I send this to you. Someone gave us uh, a less than stellar review. Not five yeah. stars. And they said, why do they think it's funny to mispronounce names? Yeah. Just want to let anyone, anyone else that might be thinking that, we don't. And we apologize. Yeah. I try my hardest to get every single name correct. There's a lot of names out there. It's not in our skill set. And this is something we will try to take over from our other podcast. When we have someone... We don't beg. We're we're not big beg for review, guys. You know, we try to give giveaways and stuff like that. If we get, I mean, this was a three star review, and they were like, sometimes they mispronounce names, and we're like, come on, man. <laughs> but uh, so if if you'd like to, if if you feel so obliged and you want to leave us a five star and maybe say, hey, they get, you know, they pronounce seventy percent of the names right. Yeah, That's huge. Huge batting average. Best you know, hitters ever. You know how often I go to YouTube and like how to pronounce this, and I listen to that yeah. robot go, uh, Ryu, or whatever, a lot. Anyway, Barbie K. Barbie's talking Yanks, talking Yanks OG. fan. She's yeah. an OG. 
I always get her home country wrong. It's um, yeah. It's don't man. Oh, damn it! All right, Dan Wells, Carly Quinones, Quinones, Van Pierzelowski, a little Polish, Poland yeah. representing. Yeah, Van. I lived in uh, Chicago and I lived in New Britain, Connecticut. That's number one and two on Polish communities in America. So who's more Polish, me or you? Jack Carr and Mark Padilla. Ooh, that's a tough last name. Hopefully I... not. Yeah, I know you're you're not a big Vicente Padilla fan. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tough. Hope he's not related. <laughs> yeah. Chase Penzik. Penzik. Yeah. Gannon. Just Gannon. Gannon. One word. One word. Yeah. Mark Gessner. I think Mark Gessner signed up for Talking Yanks and Talking Baseball. Gessner. I barely know her. Speaking of Jordan. Bonadonna. She's been around since early times. Yeah, Bonadonna sounds more fun to me. Bonadonna. Bonadonna. Greg Sells. Greg Sells, I bet. Seashells by the seashore. Has to be a salesman, right? If you're... Does Greg have a sister named Sally? Because her life sucks. Sally Sells? Yeah, you can't do that. That's child abuse. Greg, name Um, your daughter Sally. You won't. Greg, reach out to us. Are you a salesman? Because you kind of have to be. Justin Schoenhart. Wow. He's always showing heart, man. Oh, yeah. Thomas Nickens. Nickens has been around, yep. Daniel Shirk. Gilbert Arias. Yep. Randy Salinas and Tanner. <laughs> Tanner, one name. Tanner, one All name. Right. Who are those people again, Jim? Those are our most recent Patreon supporters. Uh, John Boy Media, patreon.com slash John Boy Media. $2 a month, you get access to watch this live with us if you want. I have the chat open. I saw there's a couple people coming and going and watching, probably just on the background at work, but it is live on YouTube. And if you are watching live and you have some input, we will gladly take it. Someone helped us out with research last episode, which was very nice. Yeah, you. you it's, it's very, again, those of us that don't know us from the way back, we're uh, we're all about engagement and interaction. Our promise to you, we won't watch every game. So if you give us something good, there's a good chance it can get on the episode. I think last time we did the closers. closers. Yeah, yeah. Bucci so had was, a, Bucci had our back doing some some stat search for us. Anyway, so yeah, it's two dollars two dollars a month. Uh, we give away two jerseys each month. I just did that raffle yesterday. Congrats to the July winners and uh, sign up for sign up now and you'll be in the August raffle. And um, once we get organized, I'm going to try and give more and more to the patrons if we can. All right. Yeah, there we go. sign up for Patreon. It's a little bit. Helps us out. Jimmy, can you just please tell me what happened in National League Baseball this weekend? I'd be glad to tell you, Jake. Well, thank God, because if you didn't, it would be a terrible show. It would. We need some music. I need my soundboard back. Some The National League. The Mets beat up the Florida Marlins, Jake, a four-game sweep, four games in three days, a doubleheader, the Mets magic, baby. They stole all San Francisco's magic and are using it on themselves, and the Mets fans, the most funny fan base to watch as an outsider, they're in. They're in, and I love it. The Brewers and the Pirates met up for a three-game set, and the Brewers swept the Pirates, which I'm happy for because the Brewers are in a fun race. I want that race to be fun. Pirates are out of it. 
they're out of it. So good job by the Brewers. Reds and Angels met up for a two-game set. Reds won both of those. Angels continue to slip slide away. Cubs and A's. This was a fun interleague set. Three games in Chicago. Oh. Yeah, there's three games. It's not interleague play. It's a two-game series that I'm okay. really against. Okay. Two games and interleague play just seems like, what are we doing? Exhibition. It seems well, we're making dumb. shit sandwiches. <laughs> Cubs and A's. Cubs win both. Win two. They win the bookend games. Uh, some blowouts in the last two games. Braves and Twins. We were kind of excited about this. Huge walk-off game one, and then huge runs game two and three. Minnesota is still doing Minnesota things, Jake. I don't know what's going on with the weather up there, but everything is just bam, bam, bam. Braves take two of three, which is huge because the Twins are in a race. We'll get more to that in the American League report. Phillies and D-backs met up. Phillies lost. They're slip-sliding away as well. D-backs win two of three. Nationals and Giants faced each other, and the Giants get swept by the Nats, officially ending their magic run. Giants made some moves. I believe they got rid of Panic. They got rid of our old friend Tyler Austin. They're kind of cleaning up, gearing up for the next stage of things. Cardinals and Dodgers met up, and the Dodgers swept them, which the Dodgers are good, but the Cardinals are trying to be good as well, and I think that might be a bit of a uh, oh-fuck moment for Cardinals fans Rockies and Astros had a two-game set. Houston beat them because Houston's very good. Padres and Mariners split a two-game set in a series that no one cares about, and the points don't matter. There you have it. Nice, Jim. Standings-wise, Jake, Atlanta, five and a half ahead. They, they took two out of three, like I said, but Washington did sweep, so they did gain a game this week. They're five and a half back in the division. Could that get close? Yeah, I'm actually interested now to see how many times those teams play each other. I will do that after I finish reading this. Cubs have a solid lead again, Jake. Three and a half up in their division. Four up in the loss column. Milwaukee's behind them, and St. Louis got swept. They're now four games back. Nothing's really, like, done. But Cub, that, that thing is fluctuating every series. I mean, we saw two... Three series ago, the Cubs and the Cardinals were tied. Then the Cardinals took the lead, and the Cubs take the lead back, and now they have a decent lead. It's crazy. And the Dodgers are 18 games up. Yeah, ever ever since I, I, I gave my Jakey, like, yo, the Cubs got to stay up because if they don't, I think people things would get louder around them than the other teams. They've been cruising, man, and uh, I, I think you might hear a little bit about their trade acquisition later, Nikki Castellanos. But uh, yeah, good, good for the Cubs. They're separating a little bit, Jim. This this record against teams greater than five hundred stat, I think, uh, I think I'm starting to get into. And right now, I mean, it's Dodgers and Atlanta in in the National League, man. At, the recurring theme of this show, and I feel like I haven't given them enough love, and I just say this sentence instead of giving them credit, is that the Braves have stood up to every test. Every every week we expect to be like, oh, you know, the 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 Nationals, the Phillies, hell, the Mets now are going to make up some ground, and they're not really. They go into Minnesota, into Homer Ball, they drop the first game on a kind of an, a badass walk-off by Miguel Sano. Uh, pit, big meat goes dead center, and uh, they bounce back. They take the second two games. Right now in the NL, I mean, everyone's on the Dodgers, and that's obvious. Uh, I think it's right now the top 
tier would be Dodgers and Braves. I like I I think they deserve to be lumped with them for now. Um and on that same note as I mentioned the Dodgers and you mentioned the Cardinals, Jim, that series was brutal. <laughs> the uh the the Cardinals had some chances. They couldn't come through and then I think they had a I think it was one nothing into the ninth of one of those games and then the Dodgers put up a two spot to win it and that was game over. It just it felt like there was nothing St. Louis could do to beat these Dodgers, and they're uh, they're spiraling a little bit. I think they're two and eight in their last ten. The yeah yeah, and there's some the Cardinals. players going cold. Brr. So I was watching the Braves Minnesota games a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I'm not gonna be ashamed when I when I don't know a player. There's 25 guys on each team. So I wasn't too familiar with Mike Soroka. Yeah. Braves pitcher, babyface. Yep. So I did got myself familiar, and I'm reading all about him and watching some highlights. 20 years old. He made his debut last year in May, but... When he was 20 years old. What's that? When he was 20 years old. He's 22 yeah, years he's old right now, yeah. 22. Yeah. August 4th. Happy belated. Happy belated. Anyway, but then he uh, he had inflammation or whatever. It went on the DL for a while. Anyway, he's back up. He had he pitched in the loss versus the Snow Homer, but he had a great game. Yeah. So he, I was uh, I was excited to get familiar with him because I was wondering like who who's doing this for the Braves pitching wise. I know they got Keiko. I know they got some other names and stuff like that. But uh, he's he's young looking. Yeah, he's when he's you young cite, and he is young. That's that's when you type his name. He's Cana- he's Canadian too. When you type his name on Google, the autofill is uh, age. It's like Mike Soroka, age. Yeah, <laughs> people want to know. Yeah, so he he uh, Jim, his his strikeouts won't blow you away. If you're an ERA plus person, there's a little advanced stat for you. If you're an ERA plus, he's killing it there. Jim, he's not a huge strikeout guy. His strikeout per nine innings is 7.2. But what what big Iron Mike does, he keeps it in the yard. He's leading the National League uh, 0.5 home runs per nine innings. So, I mean, for every nine innings, he's only giving up half a homer. That's pretty insane with uh, (laughs) what we've been seeing around baseball this year, the juice balls, etc. But, uh, dude, if you could keep it in the park, yeah. Well, his main pitch is a two-seamer that's like heavy sink. Yeah. And sinkers usually ground balls and not strikeouts, but it's uh it's an impressive pitch. Yeah. But I I don't know ba- baseball it almost went away from those sinker guys cuz the every every all the analytics said, "Hey, oh well, uh, a strikeout is better than a ground ball out." And uh now someone like Mike Soraka, he might be uh he might be the equivalent to the DJ LeMahews and the Michael Brantleys who are thriving because they can still hit high fastballs. That's a uh, that's that might be another rant for the off season, but we'll yeah. we'll go from there. Looks according to baseball reference, it's pronounced Soroka. Soroka. Michael John Graydon Soroka from Alberto Calendar <laughs> Calendar. Canada. Like Soroka, huh? Yeah, okay. I like it in the Canadian accent. That works for me. Yeah. Um what else do we like in the National League, Jim? I mean, I I don't know if we're doing I don't know. Are we doing major headlines or are we just kind of clipping them as we go? No, we'll do that after the American okay. League report. Uh, yeah, I, I don't was... know, man. The Mets are nuts. They're twelve and one in their last thirteen. Yeah. 
I mean, they're the team I was going to talk about as like a major headline because it's the Mets, baby. They're rolling. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can do a little deeper dive in the major headlines for the Mets. The I guess Re- the only thing. No, please. Who who else matters? That's what I'm, I'm trying to look at all these all these. That's games. exactly what I was. That's the only thing I think we need to really circle up on was uh, kind of the NL Central a little more. We touched upon the Cubs and St. Louis. I think the only team we kind of skipped is Milwaukee, who, uh, I mean, they're on a three-game win streak right now. Yeah. No, that was that was a big series. Like, I'm not rooting against the Pirates, but I'm, I'm not yet rooting for bad teams to play spoiler. I'm rooting for yeah. all the teams that are in the race to just fucking keep winning. I want them to put the pedal down until the last week, all three of those teams. But the Cardinals Jim, I are guess blowing it. The other thing that's not a big storyline, but uh, is kind of interesting, the Phillies, man, they they lose three. They're four and six in their last ten. I mean, they're tied with the Mets. There's a chance that the Phillies could finish fourth in the NL East, and they signed Bryce Harper, and this was supposed to be a young team going to the next level. Um, I, I mean, we, we might, there might be a serious yellow, orange, red flag going up in Philly right now. Cause a couple bad series. I mean, if they, if they were to drop under 500 or something like that, who I think, I think Philly's fans have given up. I think they wanted the pennant and now they don't have the pennant and they're saying, well, we're not going to beat the Dodgers. So fuck this so Eagle I, season, got, baby. <laughs> I've got kind of a fun game. What's that? So. Cubs, Dodgers, Atlanta. We we all kind of well. Dodgers is wrapped up. I just told you I'm falling in love with Atlanta. I think the East is done. The Cubs. Do we think are the fav heavy favorite in the Central now? I don't know about a heavy, but favorite for sure. In my okay, opinion. favorite in the Central, and we're we're entertained by the Cubs. I guess so. The five kind of wild card teams right now, and sorry to all our Arizona fans, but it's it's tough to take you serious right now. Prove us wrong, and then we will. But Philly, the Mets, St. Louis, Milwaukee, and Washington, just on pure teams you'd want to watch in the postseason. How would you rank those teams? Teams I'd want to watch in the postseason. Yeah, just just personal, like just it they they'd be fun to see. So it's uh, Nationals, Brewers, Cardinals, Mets, Philly. Yeah. Uh, Nationals are number one. Okay. Because Scherzer's there, and watching like Scherzer that. like it, sh- it really that carries all the weight. Psycho Scherzer. Okay. And then I have I have I have opinions that I don't want to share. Ooh, I like that. I don't like watching uh. baseball in uh Milwaukee Stadium. Ooh. Like just the aesthetic of televised games in that stadium don't do anything for my visual Damn. Pleasing my visual eyes so get them out of here. Okay. And then the Mets with the Grom, like the Mets if they're pitching can can their pitching can perform in the playoffs. That would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I think I think that's what's jumping out to me. It's the the Mets. Are you the, East Coast bias? I know, and that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, the the two pitching staffs on the Mets and the Nationals. I mean, that would be pretty wild, dude. The Mets and the Nats in a one game playoff. That would be intense. Milwaukee uh, would be asked- fun. I like I like Yelich. I like like a lot of guys on the team. And that's that's what I I would say too. And Mil- Milwaukee kind of does it. 
they do playoff baseball fun, or I guess maybe that is our Yankees bias leaking in, because, I mean, they can go to that bullpen and they can push Hader for three innings and they can try Jeffress for two. And they, they try, like, they're trying to do anything to win. It's not like, all right, Walker Bueller, go out there for six and twirl it, kid. Like, Milwaukee's scrapping and clawing. So, okay, interesting. All right, let's move on. The, what, I, what I wanted to look at that I said I was going to look up is how many times the Nationals and the Braves play each other. We did this last last episode because the Twins and the Indians have like Indians. 10 games. They have seven. They only have seven games, and it's a four-game set in Atlanta. So if you're the Nationals, right now it's five and a half. That, that still puts it up to you, kind of. You'd yeah. like to get it under four before your seven games against them take place. If you're a Nationals. You got to get... You got to get hot, and you have to assume they're lining up their pitching, and they're going to get Scherzer, uh, Corbin, and Strasburg in as many games of those as they can. So yeah. that, that could be a lot of fun. It could. but th- So the Braves' goal is to just keep it at like six or above seven before that series, which is likely. Yeah. It's, it's a while away. It's uh, September 5th, so, but we'll keep an eye out for it. All right, Jake, let me know what happened in the American League, why don't you? Jimmy, in the American League, your New York Yankees viscerally destroy the Baltimore Orioles. Just unfair. They break all sorts of different home run records with the usual suspects for the Yanks, Talkman, Urshela, and Higashioka, to name a few. Jim, the Rays versus the Jays in Tampa, and the baby Jays win the series. Couple strong pitching outings and... Zilong ball. The Red Sox split a three-game set with the Royals. The final game was suspended due to weather in the top of the 10th. And Jimmy, I mentioned those Royals, and they'll bring us right into the AL Central. The Minnesota Twins, as you talked about, they lose the series at home to Hotlanta after that dramatic Miguel Sano walk-off in Game 1. Right on their tail, the Believeland Indians. They do the reverse to the Walker Texas Rangers. They get shut out and lose Game 1, but they win both games of a doubleheader following that. AL Central is getting very tight, yes. The White Sox, they win three out of four in Detroit, and honestly, I don't really want to talk about that series. Sorry, maybe elevator talk. In the wild, wild west, you know the Rangers lost their series to the Windians. The Houston Astros win both games against my Colorado Rockies. Houston scores double digits in each game, so yeah, they can do that too, huh? That's good, great, grand, wonderful. The Oakland A's drop two out of three to the Cubbies in Wrigley. John told you about that. They lose game one by one run. The next two games were blowouts. And the Halos, they scored four runs in both their games against Cincinnati, Jim. Fortunately, Cincinnati scored more both games. They lose two more. And the Mariners split with the Fathers from San Diego, ending a six-game losing streak. They ended the losing streak. Good job, guys. Good job, Mariners. Good job. good job. Good job. Yeah, so what stands out here for me is Jeez. thank you to the Jays as a Yankee fan. Yeah. Thank you to the Jays for helping out. The Rays are now 11 games back in the AL East. And uh, as a Yankees fan, that's nice, sitting a little pretty. I like that. 
lot of lot of nothing in the AL right now. There's there's three wild card teams, so there's a lot of a lot of guys. The biggest thing yeah. is Cleveland and Minnesota. Cleveland and Minnesota is going to be great. Uh, we obviously have the series coming up this weekend, and you know, spoiler, we do do this on on Friday. So Cleveland took game one, so it's a one game yeah. lead for Minnesota right now. So that's that is exciting news in the AL. Yeah, Jim. I mean, it's it's going to be the AL Central, and right now it's Tampa and Oakland fighting for that final wild card spot. And I, Jim, we kind of got my my parallels going between the Yankees and Tampa, Houston and Oakland again. Uh, both teams kind of stretched out their lead, and those teams are fighting for the second wild card. It's going to be wild to see if Boston can play their way back in it. I mean, Boston is five back on those guys. And uh, Chris Sale, again, it, it won't be talked about because it's the start of their next series. He twirled a gem yesterday. Um, but it, can, can Boston really get it going? Um, we, we don't think Texas can get hot enough. Maybe they can prove us wrong. The Angels are officially 10 games back of the second wild card. You guys are done. We're sorry. Um, and there's a new Mike T emerging in baseball that we're going to talk about later. But, yeah, Jim, I mean, it, right now it's the NL Central and it's can Boston play their way into that Oakland Tampa Bay conversation for the second wild card. Yeah, they don't play each other this season again. The the Rays and the A's. The Rays. So, so it all depends on what they do themselves, you know, or what the other team yeah. does, which is kind of I wish they had a series against each other, it'd be more fun. But I love Cleveland coming for Minnesota. Minnesota's been in the lead all season. And Cleveland's now saying, well, we can try. Yeah. And I know we're not supposed to talk about the next series, but it's one game. It's one game. They're facing each other, four games yeah. set. I'm super interested in it. One game. I think that's a, I, I don't think I I think that's a shot to Minnesota fans if they lose first place. Definitely. Definitely. It's sitting and, pretty. And Cleveland, man, Jim, it's something that kind of got I don't want to say missed in the Bauer trade because I, I think Bauer was pretty well liked by the guys in Cleveland. I mean, he's, he's an odd egg, but he, he, was a, he was his own presence in the clubhouse. And out goes Bauer, in comes Yaya Puig <laughs> with the energy and the ferocity of 10,000 men. And I don't know. I think it, it kind of stretched out their lineup. They believed in their pitching. That's why they were able to move Bauer. And right now, they're a team with great energy going on. So, I, I mean, Cleveland is coming. It will be interesting to see how Minnesota can fight them off. Um, and again, both, both my new uh, record against five teams with greater than 500 records, Minnesota is now 26-29 and 29 after the Braves series. Cleveland is 19-24. and 24. So uh, these teams are going to be able to beat up against their <laughs> the bad teams in their division. It's basically, Jim, at this point, a one-game lead, it will be decided in how they play against each other. Like, that's kind of it. Yeah, which is really fun. I was looking at the Red Sox lineup. They do have three games against, they play the, the, the Angels, who are sliding away. And then they have three games against Cleveland. Those will be tough at Cleveland. But then Baltimore, two against Philly, San Diego Padres, Colorado Rockies at Colorado, and then the Angels again. So that is a West Coast trip, but it's three losing teams. Yeah. So 
I was ready to count the Red Sox out from the wild card, but they could have a really good West Coast trip against the Padres, Rockies, and Angels, and maybe find themselves back into the thick of things. But we will see. Yeah, I mean, and they, you know, there's a couple key pieces to the Red Sox that if they turn it on, I mean, those those guys are special. Chris Sale is one of them, and I think it was eight innings pitched, 13 Ks or 15 Ks, something like that, and he looked he looked like that. That Randy Johnson, Chris Sale, that people are shy to compare him to because they pitch differently, and it's like, well, you know, that's still not a bad thing, guys. <laughs> like you, yeah. you can you can be okay with that comparison. We're saying nice things. Yankees have a tough schedule after after. Uh, oh no, they don't. The Yankees, shit. Did we play Baltimore again. Three game, four yeah, games home, against right? Toronto, and then four games against Baltimore at home. Uh, wow. But then Cleveland, Oakland, Dodgers. That'll be a tough stretch. For anyone listening, I know that Jake and I are Yankees fans, but I have to let you know how how sad this series this past week against the Orioles was. Yeah. The Yankees hit five home runs in every game by guys that could be on the Orioles because the Yankees got them traded for cash considerations or traded uh, relievers that no one wanted for them, or just like little back-end moves. They're all our second-string guys, the Yankees' second-string guys. And Baltimore, so sad. And we can move a little into major storylines because I think Chris, well, that's who got mad, actually, Chris Davis. Yeah, that's who got mad. I'd say the major storyline would be, I mean, what what the Yankees did to the Orioles. I mean, they broke the most most home runs at – at a visiting against an opponent ever yeah. in a season. They they broke that record with more games to play, as you just mentioned, which is scary. I, I mean, it was just, it's it's kind of unfortunate timing for Baltimore, which is a great baseball city, but they have the worst pitching staff ever assembled, and the Yankees have figured out something in advanced stats and hitting where they're finding these guys and they're improving these guys. That it was, it was just an absolute massacre. The Yankees are shattering. Uh, I think it was the only the second time in Major League history that a team hit five plus home runs in three straight games against the same opponent. Um, it, it there's all sorts of home run records were getting broken, and the the story that's now kind of leaking through baseball Twitter is that it is these Yankee guys that. No one knows. And Jim, I saw the first person say, <laughs> I saw someone say the Yankees were cheating. Oh, and nice. Yeah. So the Yankee, Yankees are cheaters. Brought well, to you by I Talking mean, Baseball. That's great. That's like when people say Houston Astros, they just give you know the pitchers pine tar and cheat. Like, I'd love to have that. Right. Yankees do for quadruple A hitters what Astros do for pitchers. Yes. Um, so, the, so the, the number that was crazy is that the, the Yankees have hit more home runs in Camden Yards this season in like... Yeah nine games than the San Francisco Giants have hit at their home ballpark in 60 games. I think more than the Tigers, too. I think there's two teams up there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Jim, that's uh, I'll do a mini little baseball rant on it, and it's it, it, was, it was tough, man, because you're right. You, you mentioned briefly that a lot of these guys could be on the Orioles – uh, Mike Talkman, who we're going to talk about more, he was a Rockies kind of quadruple A guy. Never got his run. Yankees traded a minor league reliever for him, who's getting knocked around right now. Mike Talkman's been one of the best players in baseball for over a month. Um, so it, it's just one of these things. Like Detroit, 
And the Orioles, you know, my my reach out to you guys is you got to figure something out. Like I know you're rebuilding, and I know you you gotta you know it it takes a while with baseball. You know you it you have guys that could be five years down the line, but you can also take chances on guys, and it's just it's kind of mind blowing that. You know, you know, Renato Nunez is having a nice season. That and this was talking Orioles, but outside of that, like you, you guys should be. There's more chances and talent to be had out there. And again, I know the Yankees are doing something unique, so you can't do a perfect cross comparison. But I, I don't know, man. Like, give give some guys chances. Get bring up some young young guys, but maybe take a chance on a 28 year old AAA guy who's raking. Because maybe that guy's hungry, and maybe that that'll ooze through the team. Maybe he's good, and you can trade him for something. So uh, that's that's out of my system. My favorite stat from the weekend is that the Orioles had more outfielders take balls to the face than they did wins. Yeah, that was your analytics. You got into the analytics game this week. I got pretty deep into the analytics. Yeah, yeah. that's good. And Jim, seg- segueing us out of Yanks, uh, the Field of Dreams announcement. That's pretty cool for baseball. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I was starting to think about it, and I was like, this is weird, because it's like, it's so fictionalized. I'm excited for it. I want to try and go. I think there's only 8,000, or there's not a lot of seats, so it's going to be so expensive, but it'd be cool if we can go and make some videos and, and cover it in a way. But I, my dude, Craig Calcaterra, was like, this is like nostalgia for something that never was real. Right. It's almost like... It's almost like how like people like make Quidditch games like to go play. It's like that's from a movie. It's fake. Like there was never baseball in Iowa. But you can it, this make is, anything real if you. This want, is Jim. gonna feel like Americana nostalgia, but like it's not. It's it's completely manufactured, which is fine. I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna be a really cool visual. Yeah, you're but, gonna end up in so many Field of Dreams fights in the next twelve months. Oh, I already said my piece. Yeah. Well, well, it's not. It's not going to stop. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I think. I think you and I are going to end up out there, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, so cool. Base eight thousand people watching baseball in Iowa. We did. I'm. It. I'm. I'm way more for this than London. This is exactly what I said to you when they went to London. Like Londoners do not care. You know where they need to spread the right. game, America. They need to yeah. get Americans excited for it. And now we go to the Midwest where uh, there's no baseball. There's no professional baseball in Iowa. And you have a professional baseball game coming. That's kind of, I mean, granted, not a lot of people can go, but it's going to do great for that town's uh, economy. Yeah. So it's I almost mean, like when the Rangers went to Mystery Alaska. It's almost. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know the whole London thing. I mean, you're I think you're using business differently there because I mean, if they can if they can grow baseball in London, that's a massive market. So that's they what can, they're trying they can, to do. There. They cannot. I mean, they're going to try. Like, it's not going to stop. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm I know. telling you. Well, yeah. that doesn't change my opinion. It's it's not going to work. Londoners do not care. All right. Yeah, it's just dumb. But enjoy the Cardinals and the Cubs next year. There you go. Maybe make Americans like your sport again, is what I would say. They're so they already stupid. do. That's the problem. <laughs> they just aren't tapping into it. Yeah, they have so many problems. Anyway, I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be cool. Someone's like, it's not on the real stadium. It's, like, it's not on the field from the movie. Well, of course not. 
No. That was that's a guy's backyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think? We're, we're gonna pushing play in our f- limits to we're pushing our limits to get eight thousand in there. They're gonna play in front of no one? How could you be upset about that? I mean, I would personally like that, but how many people like it's Yankees White Sox? Do you think anyone's gonna like if Nick Swisher was there, he'd walk into Oh, are they gonna I gotta finish some thoughts here. Walk yeah. into the corn stalks and act like he's dying. But then I was thinking they're probably gonna put a real fence out there. Which I think you can't. I think if Need you play this fence. game, you can't have it's gotta be like the Ivy and and maybe like a baseboard so like rollers don't go. Other than that, you gotta make some ground rules and just have the cornfield. You gotta yeah. be able to make a catch in the cornfields. Uh, this they're gonna mess this up. You know I'm a hot take guy, but I will. I do think they're gonna put up a fence. I do as well. I'm saying they should not. Well, <laughs> I don't. How much no. cooler would it be if they didn't have a fence? <laughs> not cooler. <laughs> I'm not make, into the no fence. You can make a catch into the into the uh, the cornfields. Corn hurts, man. You ever run through corn? Of course. My huge, my huge corn maze guy. You run through the corn. Oh, I I used to go hide in the corn and scare people. That was like my thing to do at the corn maze. Still not running into corn. <laughs> well, I mean, what do we? Why? How does that not count? I know how hard corn is. I've been running and zigzagging in between corn. Doesn't before. feel good. Why Doesn't have you? Ru- why have you run into corn before? It's my favorite hobby. Yeah, liar. It's how I got tough. You're not tough. Ooh, I'll knock you out. See, that's that's scared tactics. Zero toughness. Wasn't Come even here. scared. Let's do it. I can't. You're in Denver. Put on a set up a camera. I'll be there soon, baby girl. It's funny that the Yankees go to all these things. They're the Yankees. I know. I wonder if Yankees players like they're always on Sunday night baseball. They get excited for these ones. Some points like, yo, can you send another team to do this stuff? Yeah, the Sunday night baseball stuff is tough because you're right. That's like a travel day and it's like recovery time. This stuff I think is fun. It's it's good publicity, blah, blah, blah. Um, Jim, I think we do have to talk about the other team from New York, my man. Mets, they're twelve and one. Twelve and one in their last thirteen. The Marlins are pretty bad, so like I'm not if the Mets were trying and playing well, they should sweep the Marlins. But they're half game out of the wild card now. And if they make the wild card and if they win, they have the pitching staff to like really scare some opponents in the playoffs. Yeah. They are the Mets. So a collapse is very likely. <laughs> if, if history repeats itself, with it, which it tends to, you'd think the rug will come out at some point. As of now, it's awesome, man. I I know you you were you were cackling over there at at Brody Van GM's speech, but right now you got to give it credit. Right now things are working. Yeah, right. Even Alonzo had a good game, and the fans are totally bought in. Which is which winning will do that, but I still yeah. think like all the social media stuff is weird. Whatever. But uh, yeah, this here's the thing, Jake. Right. If we come out of this. So the test starts today, Friday, August 9th, because this is a great winning streak. But four games against the San Francisco Giants, 
Well, they lost three of those, so it doesn't even count that. Okay. Three games against the Padres, losing. Sweep of the Pittsburgh, losing. Sweep of the Chicago White Sox, losing team. Uh, Two out of three from the Pittsburgh Pirates, losing team. Sweep of the Miami Marlins, losing team. So there is a chance that in this next set, when they play Washington for three, Atlanta for three, Cleveland for three, Atlanta for three, Cubs for three, that we come back and say, might have been an ease of schedule type thing going on. There is a chance of that. I don't want to rule it out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I got to speak for my Mets fans and tell you, hey, we're just playing who's on the schedule, buddy. I'm a big fan of that. If you got to play who's on the schedule. Mets fans are coming into this like it's their time to shine, and maybe it is, or they could crash and burn pretty hard. But they do not have the easiest rest of the way. Washington, Atlanta, Cleveland, Atlanta, Cubs, Washington, Dodgers, and then they end three against Atlanta, which may be easy because Atlanta may not be trying their hardest in the final games there. But uh, we'll see, man. There's still a lot of teams clogged up. It's fun. They do have magic right now. I do have to put some grains of salt on it with the schedule when I look at it, though. Woo! Um, and then, Your dude yeah, Yamamoto had, took the loss. My guy, uh, Yami. Uh, and then, yeah, we had the AL Central down there, but we kind of talked about that, and my symmetry thing isn't really a storyline. So I don't know. Do we keep it moving? Let's get on to some segments. Some standout performances. Could you tell me your standout performance from this last series of baseball? I had a lot of trouble finding a standout performance that I wanted. I was going to mm-hmm. do just New York teams because the Mets and Yankees are uh, 22 and 2 in their last 24. East Coast yeah, but I didn't. There was, there was not many, no complete games thrown this week. There was one uh, hitting performance that I was going to use, but you snagged it before I could. So I, you, you will get that. So what I did was I gave it to Zach Wheeler. Yeah. Eight innings pitched, zero earned runs. But what I like most about this is it came after the doubleheader. So you needed to give the bullpen a breather because I believe five bullpen arms pitched the game before, the, the day before in the two games. You need that. Wheeler's got two good outings in a row. And uh, it's kind of on every Mets pitcher right now to keep this magic going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you cannot go out there and give up six in the first two two innings right now, or you blew it. You you blew out the candles on this magic cake. But Wheeler did not. Eight innings pitched, zero and runs, comes after the doubleheader, saves the bullpen, gets the win. And with Stroman there now, it's, you know, DeGrom, Syndergaard, Stroman. Wheeler dropped down a second tier. He's not the third guy. I think Stroman kind of replaced him. But Wheeler's gonna could be coming for that in in name alone, in the way you talk about it. His stats may be there of late because I know there's two good ones in a row. But good job by Zach Wheeler. Yeah, he uh, he he does have a couple couple good ones in a row. And it was funny because when they did the Stroman trade, everyone was like, "Oh, and hey, maybe Zach Wheeler could become a bullpen option." And it, if you're Zach Wheeler, you're heading into free agency this year. You're this big time prospect. 
they trade for five seven Marcus Stroman, and you're you're going to be a bullpen guy now. So yeah, he's he now has. I mean, he went seven inning shutout last time, eight inning shutout this time. Should should be in Fuego. I guess he technically gets a better stage than in Fuego. Uh, he gets the standout performance, and uh, yeah, man, I know you and I were living in fear that he was going to go to the Astros because he is like. He's like the prototype for them to go to Houston and lead the league in strikeouts next year, um, which still might happen in free agency. But uh, good for Zach, man, and <laughs> good for the Mets. I'm I'm happy for all our Mets fans. Yeah. So Wheeler, he, last year he threw a lot of two-seamers, and he just dropped that this year. Or no, it was two years ago. And he's throwing a lot of four-seamers now, which is doing – higher average velocity and better. It's funny when, like, hey, throw that good pitch more. Yeah, the high but fastball that's changing baseball. He's got a really good mix. He throws his four-seamer 44% of the time, Jake, and then all of his other pitches, there's none more than 20. So, And there's a curveball, a split finger, a two-seamer, a slider. Those four pitches all land between 10 and and 20%. Well, and Jim, I'm I'm looking at his game log right now, and I don't know. Wheeler's always been a guy that they've been like, yeah, he's never been able to fully figure it out. I don't know, man. If you look at Zach Wheeler's game logs, he's got three blowups. He's got two sixes and a seven. Outside of that, Jim, this this guy is your kind of pitcher. He pretty much gives you a he's he's giving them a game every time, except those those three blowup starts, which. Again, uh, we might have to start looking at pitching a little differently because his his ERA is down to four twenty. <laughs> you, you know, um, I already do. I I don't like ERA for that reason. Yeah, I mean, but his, you, uh, uh, what's may, that? maybe we have to make the John Boy starting pitching stat. I don't I don't know if we want to call it the John Boy, but how many times you gave your team a chance? <laughs> yeah, I I don't like looking at ERA that much. It, it really yeah. like you look at four twenty ERA, you think he's having a bad year. Or just not a good year. A meh year, yeah. A meh year. But then you look at the game log, and what I like to do is how many times, and this, like, I think people think of in terms of fantasy, and this fantasy baseball, and this isn't that good, but how many times was it four earned runs or less? Yeah. And how many times did he give up five or more? So five or more, I, I consider that you dug way too deep of a hole. You lost right. the game as a starting pitcher. You didn't win the game for him, but you lost the game. And it's one, like you just said, it's two... It's four times out of 22 starts. So in 18 of 22 starts, he's given them a, a, a performance that they can win on. Also, I like to think how many times did he complete five innings? There's only one where he didn't. So he's against not really. What's that? Against the it Yankees. was against the Yankees. Well, it's and not, the, the Nats got him earlier this season. Sorry. It's not really killing the bullpen. Uh, and then how many times was it three or less? And we're looking at. A lot of those, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen of twenty-two. That could be higher, but again, he has not been burning the Mets. With his four twenty ERA, would say he's been helping them a lot more than hurting them. Yeah, and who who's to even say again? I'd may, hey, if you're a Mets fan, reach out to us. Everyone knows about the Mets' bullpen struggles. How many times did Zach Wheeler have to throw a couple extra bullets to try to get through it? How many times did those extra bullets hurt him? Uh, so that's interesting. Zach Wheeler, it sounds like my man's about to get paid in free agency if he has a couple more starts to end the year. Um, nice pick, Jim. Thanks. Really good pick. Kind of handcuffed. I didn't really like anything, but I'll give it to Zach Wheeler. It's a good conversation. 
Bet you're handcuffed. Um, Jimmy, I- I'm going to do my standout performance if I have your blessing. Go ahead. I was mad at you for snaking this from me, but good job by you. Well, thank you. Jimmy, I am taking Yuli Gurriel. Uh, you'll remember him, well, on your Houston Astros, and you'll remember him from En Fuego a few episodes back. Maybe one of the first eps we dropped, Jim. Uh, Yuli Gurri. Jim, my guy, he went two for four with a run and a homer. That's a nice day. I'm talking about him, though, because he had eight RBI, uh, which is a Houston Astros record. Again, it was against my Colorado Rockies, which is tough, but uh, it's still an amazing day. And Jimmy, by the way, the other game in the two-game set with Colorado, he went two for three with two home runs and a stolen base. So, you know, if, if you're just a pure home run guy, you could have leaned the other game. But if you knock in eight runs for a team, that's a good way to get the standout performance, Jim. Yeah, and his brother just got hurt. Yeah, Lourdes. Um, and Jim, so the, the other thing. Up the slack. <laughs> so he's he's playing for two right now. He's yeah. like a yeah. like a pregnant woman eats for two. <laughs> yeah, Yuli's playing for two. I like that. Um, Jim in Yuli Gurriel's first sixty-one games, the yeah. first sixty-one games of the season. So two plus months, you know. Yeah. Yep. Two fifty-three batting average. Eh. Two eighty-three on base. Boo. Six sixty-five OPS. More boo. Mm. Four home runs and 29 RBIs. So that's 61 games, Jim. Uh-huh. In the next 46 following. So think about it. There's people on Astros Twitter. Gurriel's done. We got to get this guy off the team. He's hurting us. He doesn't look right. I see something in his swing. He doesn't look right. Yuli Gurriel after that. His next 46 games. So 15 games less. 357. 395 on base, a one dot 136 OPS with 19 homers and 52 RBIs. Uh, Yuli Gurriel had a good half of a he Yuli Gurriel had a great half of a season in 46 games following a bad first 61. And that's, I mean, that's baseball, Jim. There it is. He's the only one. So I was looking at. Just again, how the standouts were hard this week. I was looking at like people had good series, and we'll get to those in Enfuego. But of all the people that had good series, no one had like crazy good games besides this Yuli Gurriel eight RBI game. Yeah, a, f- a few Yankees did, but it was against the Orioles, and I think we're going to address that in Enfuego. Yep. All right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Slump watch. Slump watch. We got some updates yeah. for you. Jake, I wrote these down. I do not know your decision, but here we go. Merrill Kelly's yeah. been on slump watch. He had two games in a row with seven earned runs. Pitcher for the Diamondbacks. Six yeah. innings pitched, three earned runs, one home run. That's a quality start by definition. Yeah, he's off. He's off. Okay. He's off. Yeah. Congrats, Merrill. Get out of here. Bam. Okay, next up, Ricky Porcello. Pretty Ricky, six innings pitched, one earned run. You're off, Ricky. Congrats, Rick Porcello. Yeah, good job, man. Yeah, Merrill Merrill didn't get a clap for his performance. Ricky does. All right, Devers, three for 12, one double, one home run, one walk. I think it's uh, off, but you're not getting clapped. 
because you wouldn't say you're yeah slumping. this is tough man because i mean you didn't you didn't take judge off for his one for fiver with those walks i i think there could be a case of boston's fans saying hey we expect more from rafa i think he gets off yeah i think he's off all right whoa whoa what's the next one Heimer Candelario, my guy, uh, he went on the IL, which I think gets him off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a tricky way to do things, but it's, I think he's yeah, off. You don't get claps. You do get a tip of the hat, though. That's not a bad way to get off slump watch, my man. No, pretty good. All right, so Candelario's off. Devers is off. Purcello's off. Merrill Kelly's off. David Price did not pitch, but... If he wants to add to that uh, great outing by sale, yeah, he's he got he, 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 he's he gotta set do up your, to get off. I believe he's got to do your pass the baton starting pitcher. It's on to him now. Yeah, um, so he he hangs out for now. He doesn't get in any more trouble. I, I, we had the Red Sox on there. Do we take them off? Factoring in the sale game, I mean they split with the Royals, but factoring in the sale game. No. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Got to win a series to get off. Yeah, that's always what we've said. Okay. Jock Peterson, Jake. Anyways. That's that's the the rain out. This is huge. This is huge. Jock Peterson was 0 for in his last series. This series against the Cardinals. 5 for 11, 455 batting average, 500. OBP 1.318 OPS, one double, one home run. Jake, is this our first official? And I forget who gave us this name, but it's perfect. Shame to flame. Did Jock go slump watch to Enfuego? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find our guy that said that because um, we, we do have to give them credit because both of our eyes lit up when we saw this. Yes, um, almost. Just because we we want to use it so bad, which is fine. But yeah, Jock Peterson, you go from shame to flame, my man. Excited for you. Yeah. Good job, Jock. That was it was from at Matt underscore Donnie underscore ASAP Donnie. So thank you, Donnie. Or Matt As- Matt Donnie. ASAP Donnie. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Who's next after Jock? So, Jim, we have Glenn Sparkman on here, which I, I think, I want to say you and I are going to be on the same page on this. He went 4.1 innings pitched, uh, four earned runs, three walks, five strikeouts, and a homer. It's not good, but I think, unfortunately, Glenn Sparkman has gone into the other way you get off of slump watch, which is bad just watch. not being that good. Yeah, you're on He's bad, bad. Watch. Are the Rockies still on bad watch, or have they worked their way up to slump watch? No, they got out. They won a series a little while back. Oh, that's not how they got off Slump Watch, though. But good for them. Yeah. Good for them. All right. Anything else? Who are we adding? There's a lot of additions, right? Dude, well, there was a lot of there was a lot of offers this this week. I didn't add all of them, but there was a lot. So and we cl- we cleared a lot of space, Jim. So we got room for these guys. So I'll let it rip. Ruchtner Odor. Yeah. And that's a perfect pronunciation, so you can go yeah. uh, tell all your friends. Rothned? 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 Rognid. 
It's not rogue it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke, my man. Uh, I'm laughing at it. Over 13. 15 plate appearances with no hits. It's not Bad. good. It's not good. Bad. You, welcome to Slump Watch. So this, ne- this next one's interesting. Adani Echevarria. Your guy, man. He is a glove. Is a defensive yeah. wizard. Is not one of the most one of the most fun gl- gloves you'll find. By yes. the way, he's great. So because they played four games in three days, the Mets. It's on the Mets. They used him. He played at second. He played at third. I believe he played at short. Started three of the four games, Jake. All right, but he didn't get a single hit. No. But he's not in there for his bat. He's in there for to spell the guys and be a glove. But he didn't get a single hit. 0 for 12 on the week. He's two. He has two hits in his last 40 plate appearances. So I That's don't know. Good. He has two hits in his last 14 games. I don't know, Jake, if this is slump watch or just bad with the bat watch. So, Jim, it, I think it's both. And I, I think he goes on slump watch. But he is going to be one of the rare cases. I think one hit, he's off. That's how good he is with the leather. Okay. So his next hit, he gets off slump watch. Okay. Kind of a lot of pressure for a day. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Yeah. Next up, a guy who's been in Fuego, was in Fuego like two weeks running. This is a big name. Paul Goldschmidt. We, We need a term when like a big fish gets on cold watch. Caught a big fish. Caught we caught a big Marlin. frozen fish. Big frozen fish. <laughs> okay, there. if you can one-up that, again, tweet at us. It'll get on here. <laughs> <laughs> you can one-up. We caught a big frozen fish. Paul Goldschmidt, dude. Yeah. I mean, he was crushing it earlier, like six home runs in six games. He's 0 for 14 in this series versus the Dodgers. Cardinals are sliding, and I'm sure him being nothing didn't help. No hits in his last four games. Slump watch. Yeah, Jim. And again, I uh, we we touched on it quick, man. That Dodgers Dodgers Cardinal series was brutal. They had they had Ozuna up in in one of the games with a chance to chance to take the lead, um, and they uh, they just didn't have the heart. In another game, they they won nothing, and then they just got beat. So that's a Brutal for the guards, and yeah, especially when Goldie's not doing it for them. That's tough. Yeah. And uh, you had some names on here. Who'd you add? I threw a couple nombres on here, Jim. Jim, this first one, tough. You, you see I put the words cruel world on there. There's a guy we got so excited about a week ago, Adam Duvall for the Braves. Uh, he jumped on in Fuego. Awesome story. Former all-star. He's buried in the minor leagues. He comes back. He's raking. Jim, the sweet sport of baseball, came back. He is one for 17 in his last four games. I mean, I'm sorry, Adam. We openly were rooting for you, but you got to go on slump watch, dude. Just take, take a moment. Go hang out on slump watch. It's all right. Like, we're not mad at you, but it's kind of how it has to be. You are mad at this next guy. Oh, so mad. I'm not mad at this guy. You're, um, you're mad at this. I saw your notes. I saw your diary. Oh, my God. Oh, my diary. Yeah, Jim, so my next guy, I like, I like, uh, I like throwing a pitcher on here, too, because it's, it's easy to get wrapped up in the offers. The hitter's gone. Jimmy John Lester, 
Not Jimmy John Lester. Jimmy, comma, John Lester. Um, Johnny got knocked around. Uh, four innings pitch, nine earned run. In his last four starts, 35 hits and 22 innings pitch to the tune of a 7-plus ERA. Uh, the Cubbies starting pitching had been pretty strong for them. They've been focusing on trying to get their bullpen right. Uh, John, Johnny Els needs to stop living up to that name. Wackity schmackity do. <laughs> All right, Lester's on Slump Watch. Lester on Slump Watch, <laughs> confirmed. Moving on. What's the next segment, Jake? Dirt, nasties, and fuego, Jim. Means on fire, baby. I threw my dude Ivan Nova on here. This literally is your guy. Ivan Nova. He had a complete game shutout a little bit ago. He's still doing it, Jake. Yeah. I don't know what he dipped into, but he goes eight innings pitched, zero earned runs versus Detroit, so maybe that's what he dipped into. But yeah. he was my standout a couple weeks ago for a complete game shutout. In his last four starts, in Ivan Nova's last four starts, who's he pitching for these days, Jake? He's pitching for your Chicago White Sox, Jim. 28 innings pitched, two earned runs. Yeah. On fire. Which has brought brought his ERA on the season down to 4-8, so he he was kind of having a tough go there for a, a little while. He settled down, Jim. He actually, you know, the, the John Boy stat we're talking about, he had three blow-ups in the first month. Since then, he's only had two, so he's 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 been giving Chicago a chance. I mean, when your ERA heading into May is eight three three, um, the fact he's at four eight now. But yeah, we're we're excited for the big guy. Um, Jim is tenth year in Major League Baseball. Good for him. It's nuts. It's got me when, beat. I remember when he debuted. Yeah, twenty ten. Yeah. Good, good, good for Big Ivan. Jim, you got another big guy on here. Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo had been in a slump since the home run derby. He goes out in this, this four games versus the Marlins. He hits three home runs, 357 batting average, 438 on base percentage in the four games, three home runs. Good job, Pete. Yeah. And his like I, I I'm I'm probably not gonna describe this well, Jim. He's got a miss home run swing that at City Field is perfect. Like if he doesn't catch all of it, but he turns on it enough, he's got this kind of line drive pokey swing that he's big and strong enough that it just gets out at City Field. And he had a couple of those this this week and yeah, man. Big if Big Pete gets it going for him, I mean Mets fans are gonna be out of control. They already are. He already got it going, uh, and they're already out of yeah. control. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's already happened. Jim, we've got a couple fun names. I'll, I'll let you keep, keep rolling with my dude, Ozzy Albies. Ozzy Albies got to play in the biggest uh, hitter's park in baseball, Target yeah. Field, which Minnesota fans are upset because all the park oh. factors say it's not the blah, blah, watch a game at Target Field. Yeah. I, I commend any of you guys who have not watched a game in Target Field this summer to go watch a game at Target Field. The ball fucking flies. Yeah. Flies. And we had two games where there's more than 20 runs scored again. 
Yeah. There's and, there's and, a there's a vortex level. Like maybe what's what what's the second level of a stadium called? The mezzanine or Yeah, sure. Yeah. The mezzanine level of the twin stadium, if the ball gets in that area, it just goes. It's like there's there's a blower that whole level. If you hit what would normally be a pop up in there, it's going to hit a weird piece of wall. I called it the paper toss. The fans yeah. are blowing it out. You just toss it up there and it blows out. And people were like, it's just this Yankee series. It's a weird season. Twins fans got so upset with me. I'm like, yeah. well, I don't think so, guys. Because I've watched more highlights and it just fucking goes. It's crazy. Anyway. Can I put you on the spot? Yeah. Do you like the name Ozzy Albies? Yeah. Great name. Okay. Good. How could I not like the name Ozzy Albies? I don't know. There's a lot of vowels going on. I didn't know if it was going to be too much for you, but I'm I'm glad you like it. He's got two names to choose from. You call him Ozzy. Call him Albie. They're both fun. Yeah. Two of the more fun names attached. I thought so. Yeah, the two. I I thought it might have been too much, but I, I'm glad you're in on it. But what what do you even do at Minnesota, Jim? Nine for sixteen, two home runs, five RBIs, five sixty three on base percentage without any walks. Because why would you take a walk when you're playing in a home run factory? Yeah, got to pad the stats. Which again, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, yeah, Ozzy, man, his contract that that one still is mind bottling. I guess we'll we'll do some of that in the off season. It's not time for that. But enjoy being hot, Oz. Yeah. And Jim, little teaser, industry, industry term. You might hear a little more about Ozzy later. That's just a tease, baby. I don't even know what you're talking about. What do we got coming up? You'll see. I'll find Jim, out. Jim and the rest of Enfuego, I put Nick Castellanos on there. Uh Jimmy, he's joined the Cubs at the trade deadline from the Tigers. And Jim, he's had a hit in every game since joining the Cubs. 424 batting average, 457 on base, and a one dot. 336 OPS and Jim cheating a little bit. Uh, they started a series against Cincinnati. He hit two homers last night. So, uh, but Nick Castellanos, Jim, we we went before the trade deadline. We went on our our big discussion about how uh, how big trade deadline pieces can be. Right now, Nicky C's living up to it. He wasn't officially on slump watch, but he is shamed to flame. His six games before getting traded, he had a zero. He had a 0.83 batting average. He had two hits in his last 24 plate appearances when he was before he got traded. And they traded him. He went to the Cubs, and he was like, oh, my God, a winning culture? Dude, just imagine being on the Tigers as the worst team in baseball and then fans? going to the Cubs. Fans? You guys have fans here? Yeah. These games matter? Holy shit, am I excited. Then he goes off. And I while, while I'm here... I, I want to give Cubs fans... Actually, I want to give all baseball fans a little pat on the ass, Jim. I was... After one of the games this week, I was hopping around to the different games that were winding down. I caught the Cubs game winding down. That crowd was awesome in, in the 6-5 game to start that series where David Phelps closed it out. And then uh, in the Dodgers-Cardinals game where I talked about Ozuna, um, Paul DeYoung made out Ozuna. They, they couldn't get the rally going. That Dodgers crowd was good. So a, l- a little love to some of the fans. Good job, fans. Yeah. And then we and do then have the Jim, two Yankees on here. So this is a, a, a... I had the light bulb go off. It also happened that it, it was while our Yankees there. 
But I think we, we want to put a little asterisk in the Enfuego category, and it's who did the Orioles get hot this week? Because they are on pace to give up the most home runs in baseball history. So, Jim, they did it to two of the biggest names in, on the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike Talkman. Talkman. Everyone learn this name, Mike Talkman, because he's awesome for baseball. Gio Urshela. Gio to God. Mike Talkman, the Yankees traded. Uh, they had a minor league reliever, Philip Deal, had a good spring training, and they flipped him for Mike Talkman, a 28-year-old or 27-year-old outfielder that was blocked in Colorado system that just lit up AAA but never put it together in the majors with the Rockies. A lot of times it's hard for them to break through because they just get pinch hit appearances uh, when they get called up. Same thing with Luke Voigt last year. And then Gio Urshela, the Yankees traded for Gio Urshela for cash considerations from the Blue Jays at the end of last season. Since the All-Star break, Mike Talkman's OPS is 1.269. Gio Urshela's is 1.283. Mike Talkman, if you go back to May, has some of the best numbers in baseball, which is not a lie. They just hit the ball hard. And uh, it's been crazy, but the Orioles got everyone hot. If we're doing a new section called Who Did the Orioles Get Hot? It's everyone. I mean, Astros yeah. coming to Baltimore now, so like everyone's going to get hot again. And Jim, o- over the last four days, only two players, and this, again, is skewed from a different series coming up, only two players in baseball have four home runs over the past four days, Mike Talkman and Gio Urshela. Only one player in baseball has two stolen bases or more, and it's Mike Talkman. Um, so yeah, and uh, again, and this a little behind the scenes for you guys. We we genuinely, truly don't want to be like a Yankees bias slash baseball podcast. We've kind of been hiding Mike Talkman from you guys. He's been awesome. Uh, de- definitely check him out. And Gio Urshela too. It's been insane. But the Orioles are a total asterisk for the rest of this season. Talkman did also did rob a home run. I think probably a top five home run robbery this season. I haven't checked yeah. all of the, them. But I, yeah. I would guess it's top five. It was full, full extension, extension, armpit at the wall, brings it back. So, yeah. I think that's in fuego, Jim. I, I think that brings us to who got mad? Who got mad? Who got mad? Speaking of asterisks. Dude, Chris Davis and Brandon Hyde got mad. That was great. Did more information come out on that? I, I didn't get anything. Nah. Our dude, John Mioli, was trying to ask Hyde. I recognized his voice. I damned him. I was like, dude, that was you. He didn't want to give you anything. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Hyde didn't want to talk about it, but it was weird because, so Chris Davis made an error that led to an unearned run scoring on a home run. It wasn't really an error. He didn't make the scoop. And then uh, there was, a, I, I missed this in my breakdown, but there was a ball that went landed in the first row of foul territory, and Davis didn't even really move for it. So I think Hyde was just like giving him shit like, what the fuck, man? You're not trying anymore. And Chris Davis snapped back. Then he took Chris Davis out of the game. They're not supposed to win this year, but I don't think they were supposed to be this bad. And I think it's really starting to get to them. Yeah, and that's the the whole Chris Davis dynamic. It went from, oh, my God, how are they letting this happen with the hitless streak? And then he got some hits, and he was actually playing good baseball, and it was actually, it was almost a good story for the Orioles. It was like, this guy who, yeah, he got paid, but guess what? Everyone's been shitting on him for a couple years now because he's been 
awful, and he's still putting in the work, and he's trying his best. Like It was almost like there was a nice lesson for the young Orioles players. Now that things are spiraling again, it's not so bueno. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough times. Couldn't figure out anything that was said, or, or they, they said they were going to keep it in-house, which they should. Yeah. Hyde was like, it's just kind of upsetting that it happened where cameras can catch us. Like, how often does this happen when it doesn't catch? I guess yeah. that's what we don't know. <laughs> Yipes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Vogelback got ejected. Danny a, V, baby. In a five. He was just chirping from the bench. Quick ejection. Not much going on. But I like Vogelback because he reminds me of Chris Farley. There's another ejection. I'm blanking on it. Oh, Jared Dyson for the Diamondbacks got ejected. Nice, Jared. Congrats. Um, but a lot of them are just, a lot of the ejections are just like so. It was yeah. Dyson's first ejection ever in his career. Good job. Congrats. But, uh, add, it to, add it to the resume. Yeah, a lot of these ejections are just like you say something to the company ejection. Boring. That's basically it. Yep. I didn't do walk-off watch. I'm thinking about scrapping walk-off watch. I don't think it's necessary. I didn't ask your thoughts on that. Yeah, the, I, the only one that jumped out, and I, maybe it jumps out because I did get to see it live, was the Sano walk-off was really cool. Oh, yeah. Ru- Russell Martin had one as well, but Sano's yeah. was a fucking bomb. <laughs> a- and- Akuna didn't even wa- watch it. He just came walking in from center field. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, call-up watch, though, I like. Call-up watch. Ring, 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 ring. Bring, bring, bring. Uh, would you like to play in the major leagues? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't gotten that call. Yeah, still waiting. Still we had a bunch. Waiting. We had a bunch, and I'm just going to run through them kind of quick. You can grab some if you want, Jake. But yeah, Patrick Sandoval, he made his debut for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He was an 11th round pick. Young, though, 22 years old. I think they used an opener for him. He goes five innings pitched, two earned runs, eight Ks. Pretty good. Good job, Patrick Sandoval. Yeah. I was looking to see if he faced any big names, but the Reds don't have, like, Votto. He faced Votto. Yeah, I mean, the big thing I was looking at, I mean, you say the name Sandoval. That's that's a well-known name in baseball. Doesn't look like he's related, so. No, 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 no. Yeah. From Viejo Cali, Jim. Hometown kid, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Look at that. Uh, where did I click out of this? Hold on. They were playing the Reds, right? I said that, and then I was worried I, I got it wrong. The Angels, yes. Okay, good. Uh, next up, Kevin Ginkle. Ginkle, that's a great name. Ginkle, Diamondbacks. 22nd round draft pick in 2016. He's 25 years old, but this is what I like. His first batter was uh, JT Romuto. Not a bad first batter nice. to face. Comes out of the pen, yeah. I believe. And struck him out. So first at first batter faced, somewhat of a brand name, strikes him out. The next game, he came in again, gave up a home run to Bryce Harper. So face another brand name, gives up a home run. That'll happen, kid. Welcome to the show. Um, Jim, who else we got? Ro- Robert Duggar? You think yep. it's Duggar or Duggar? Duggar. Duggar, barely know her. Uh, and a couple, he's on the Miami Marlins, and the other one who was the big, one of the bigger stories in baseball this week, Isan, Isan Diaz, are we saying that right? We always trash names. Isan Diaz is how I was told it was said. 
And uh, not to not to one up Robert Duggar, you please please feel free to say what you want. Isan, uh, he went yard while his dad was getting interviewed, um, and that was that was a great baseball moment against Degrom. Against Degrom <laughs> was his only hit, but again, who cares, baby? Because <laughs> uh, yeah. that's awesome, and I think I'm I'm double checking right now, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, Eson is actually a pretty decent prospect, Jim. There's, uh, coming into the season, he was, um, or coming into 2018, he was top 100. His, uh, it seems like he's come down a little bit, but he's supposed to be a, uh, middle infielder guy that's, that's got some good talent. Well, he got called up. He started all four games against the Mets. He did go one for 15 with seven Ks. The one home run was off the Grom with his dad yelling on TV. But uh, I think he batted second in the batting order. So I was looking, and I was like, oh, this dude must be have some promise. Yeah. And he was he was one of the he was one of the big I think he was technically the biggest piece at the time in the Christian Yelich trade, Jim. It was him, Yamamoto, and Lewis Brinson. Yamamoto. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is Devin Williams. The Brewers called him up. Second round pick from 2013, 24 years old. He uh, 1.2 innings pitch, three hits, two runs, zero earned runs though. Error by the third baseman. Come on, come on, three B, three B, pick it, kid. Making my debut here. <sighs> Devin, yeah, right. Devon Williams. Devin Williams. Well, so welcome to the show, guys. Yeah. You gonna give out some awards, Jim? I think it is time. For awards, um, you're up first, Jim, and I love I love the action you got going on here. Yeah, my award is the "It ain't me, it ain't me, I ain't no fortunate son." Oh, it ain't me, it ain't me, I ain't no billionaire son. I know most baseball fans know about this, but if there is some that don't. They need to be informed. The Blue Jays have three players whose dads were MLB players. Bichette, Guerrero, Biggio. Good MLB players, too. (laughs) Good MLB players. Yeah. And they're they're lead they're in the and uh, Guerrero, uh, who has a brother who's an MLB player, those were their top four in their last game. Guriel. Yeah, Guriel. Uh, you, his brother. That Guriel Guerrero combo, three, four in the Blue Jays lineup is tough to say those both without thinking of the other name. Yes. So, but it's just nuts. Think about that. And I thought maybe, like, real quick, Jake, choose three players that are playing now and then their sons form, form a sons team. Ooh. A sons team that I want to see 20 years from now or whatever. Yep. Okay. Puig. Jumps out. Wow, that's a great call. Puig's son. Yeah, okay. I like it. Yeah. Need, gonna need another Puig. Oh. See, um, I, I thought Trout, but you can't. That's like Wayne Gretzky's son. There's just no yeah. hope. There's no hope. They're you can't, Michael Jordan's son. They're just too good. You can't follow that. Um, God, I do love Yamamoto. Um, I don't know. CC, we kind of talked about that the other day, and we know he's a prospect. Yep. Like if 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 CC has a son that comes in with CC's size and like build and stuff, that would be really cool. That would. 
Um, yeah, like even Pudge Rodriguez's son was with the Giants for a little bit. Yo, Jose Altuve. I want to see Jose Altuve in the league. Oh, okay. The That's a good exact, pick. I want to be the same height as Altuve. Okay, I like that. I might. This is kind of a cheap pick. Nope. About, I want Altuve's son to be a giant. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want him to be like yeah. 6'2". Yeah. It's just a beast. Yeah. 6'3", 240. All right, those are our two. And then we'll come up with third. Altuve's son, Puig's son. So I'm I'm gonna I've got a cop out, but I really like it. Give me Vlad Guerrero the third, baby. Okay. Oh, Dude, what about just like every every Guerrero son is just a freak great baseball player? It's like the Matthews for baseball. Teams start just like budgeting in their future. <laughs> like... uh, uh, I had someone else I was thinking of, I forget now. Do the do the Boons have a kid? Do, does Aaron or Brett have sons that are playing baseball? Boone has three sons. Two are adopted. I don't know if that matters in this. World. Right. Because they're they're the current grandpa legacy family in baseball, right? You mean like does Matsui or Ichiro have a son? Oh, Ichiro is a great one. That's our three then. Ichiro, Altuve, and Puig. We need all three of those sons on the, on a lineup together. Dude, Ichiro to Ichiro Jr. is a great comparison, Vlad Sr. to Vlad Jr. Like that that would be really fun. Does Ichiro have is he does he have any kids? I mean he's, he's very kinda... fertile and ready to go if he needs to. <laughs> Alright, so that's my award. I just needed people to know that the Blue Jays have three major league sons. Very good players at the top of their order. Yeah. And Jim, I uh my award I'm giving out, and it's it's along a similar theme, kind of. Um, I'm giving out the going up top award. Going up top. Going up top award. And Jim, if you've been paying attention, this what team did I say I'm I'm giving into this episode? The Braves. The Atlanta Braves. Who did I tell you I was going to be talking about in a little bit in Enfuego? Um, Ichiro's son. Ichiro's future son. Ozzy Albies. Um, Jim, in the Going Up Top Award, there's, there's a couple play on words here. Um, football, preseason football came back. People were excited about that. Guess what, people? We still got great baseball going on. You, you could come around to football later. Um, Jim, the Atlanta Braves... In that top of the order, I saw you were going triple award with the Suns. Dude, I just, I wanted to give some more love, man. Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna, and Freddie Freeman. I've, I've bought into this Braves team right now. I have two, I have four tier one teams, two from each, each conference. Conference, who calls it that, Jake? It's a baseball show. Yanks and Houston in the AL, Braves and Dodgers in the NL for me right now. And Jim, something that was so special about that Red Sox team from last year was the top three of that order. You were just not, you were hoping to get through them only giving up a run. That was a win. If you got through Betts, Benintendi, and J.D. Martinez last year only giving up a run, that was a win. And dude, right now, man, 
Atlanta has that going, and that's got to be one of the biggest strengths of this team. And I'm leaving out my bringer of rain, Josh Donaldson, and even young, thick Austin Riley, your dude who's on the IL right now. But, Jim, if you got to go Albies, Acuna, Freeman to start every game, and then you're going to see them probably three more times, that's vicious, and that has an effect on a pitching staff. And uh, that's just kind of my my rounding this off, giving them giving the Braves love and giving giving those young guys some love. And they all went nuts this in, in Minnesota, which we have a mini asterisk on, but uh, still the Twins going on up to the east side. Good to award, the Jake. east side. We both gave out multiple awards. You did Finally mine. Got a you did mine because you did yours because you knew mine. Correct. Yeah, and I think you and I have run into this uh, qualm on talking Yanks because we don't want to, but that's limited to 25 guys we can give awards to, basically. Here, we're within all of baseball, so if it makes sense, I think it's kosher. Parentheses, it's kind of just whatever we want to talk about. We could do whatever. It's our show, so shut up. No rules. There's no rules. There's one rule. No rules is so good. Haven't said that in a long time. Next up. Talking about, favorite segment. talking about going on up. It's the elevator Woo. talk. Segway. Segway. Elevator talk. Elevator Everyone's talk. favorite segment, <laughs> we think. I have no idea. We don't really poll the audience that much. <laughs> We've never. This, it's our favorite segment. It was our favorite segment coming in. Do people like elevator talk? Um, I think they do. Let's, let's, let's rip it, Jim. Here we go. We're spinning the wheel. If you were elevator caught in the talk. elevator with... Ooh, the Angels. Ooh, okay. Make my brother in law Make my brother-in-law Brett upset. He is an Angels fan. He tells me they're a weird team. They'll go on hot streaks and losing streaks like crazy. They're on a losing streak right now. That's pretty wild. A team that has been dealt some heartache and tragedy this season. Yeah. Um, but they still have like a lot of ta- talent. Jake, they've currently lost seven in a row. The Angels have lost seven in a row. And wow, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. They're two and 11 in their last 13 games. Two and 11. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I, I think if, if you're in the elevator with this Angels fan, uh, you know, you obviously go, lo- love watching Trout play, huh? Like you start there. You know, that's, that's how you ease in. Love to get um, Trout a title. That's basically what it is. Yeah. And that's not uh, even Angels hey, fans. Next that's year, Otani. Of, next, yeah. Don't you think all of baseball, baseball fans, fans were like, I, I'd love to get Trout a title? Yeah. And Jim, I guess, I guess the big thing they have, and you know, you give them a like, hey, you know, get hot. Let's, let's, let's contest that wild card. It's not happening. Um, Jim, next year, Otani is going to pitch again. That's going to be wildly fun. Um, mm-hmm. And he's still a blast to watch at the dish. So you go there. Uh, you give you give Cole Calhoun a little love. You're like, man, is that guy a gamer or what? His stats aren't aren't all that flashy. Flashy. Um, what do we got going on with the pitching, Jim? Um, Jesus. I mean, that's that's where you go. You say, you tell the Angels fan, you're like, yeah, man, we... I just don't know if we're going anywhere until we get a couple arms in-house because their pitching is atrocious. Yeah. 
They've been struggling to replace Lestella. Lestella broke his leg. He was doing really well. So who's been who's been replacing them? Rengifo? Rengifo? I don't know how you say that name. Rengifo, I think it said. Someone yelled at me for that. Um, is he, yeah, is he the tough. replacement? And and Thais. They called up Thais, so oh, he's mostly third base. Yeah. So hey, I wonder how much they 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 put that into play with like the pitch the with the uh Lestella going down. Is that Ooh, that shakes and Jim, that should not be what shakes things up. You remember we? I think there was some point when we were Justin Upton had just come up for them, and we were excited for that. He's thirty-one. He's having a brutal year. He's only one hundred twenty-five at bats in, and he jumped. You know, come one one of my favorite phrases I heard this year is if you're hurt coming into a season, it's like trying to jump jump onto a moving train. So maybe he's about to get it going. Um, but I mean, he's a guy who makes. A lot of coin, Jim. He makes he's making eighteen mil this year, twenty one mil next, twenty three in twenty twenty one, and twenty twenty two he's making twenty eight mil. So there's some guys on this team just getting paid that might be giving you negative <laughs> performance. If if you're talking about him, Pujols potentially. Um, yeah, I mean this is kind of sad um, because yeah. you look at their starting pitchers, Jake and. Tyler Skaggs had the most starts, and he passed away in the middle of the season. Matt yeah. Harvey had 12 starts. He was a big plan, and he's been DFA'd. Otani yeah. couldn't pitch because of the Tommy John surgery. So a, their, their, their strategy, I mean, they, they didn't really. They were limited. The Skaggs, the Skaggs news hurts them, but that's a much worse thing than uh, a baseball outcome situation. Yeah, and that's... That's brutal. Well, like, listen um, to yeah, their last starters: Cole Pena, Barrio, Cole Suarez, Peters. Like, who are these guys? Yeah, I mean, Suarez has ten starts to a six two two ERA. Cahill eleven six two eight. Harvey was twelve seven zero nine. I mean, that's not that's not ex- not even close to acceptable. Um, I I don't know my my. So the elevator has clearly gone sour while you're talking to your Angels fan. I my ending line with Angels fans right now is that if they don't figure it out in the next two years, that kids are going to look back at baseball reference, um, you know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now and say, how did Mike Trout and Albert Pujols play together for a decade and not win a single playoff game? Yeah. They have they have decent offense, man. I mean, like Brian Goodwin's having a good season. Is he hurt right now? Yeah, he turned it around. I think they got him from Kansas City, and he's he's figured something out. So that's good. He's got an eight twenty five OPS and a one sixteen OPS plus. Like he's he's been good right nice, now. And then nice obviously Trout's too. good. Otani's got an eight six four OPS. Lastella was doing good. Calhoun is having a pretty good season for Cole Calhoun, and he's a lot of fun. <sighs> Zach Zach Cozart some bad money for them too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm probably getting off the elevator. And You're out, hiding. You're off the elevator. I was gonna see. I was gonna see who they they traded uh, Goodwin for. He was selected off waivers by the Royals, so that's a good pickup. Good, good snag. Job. What's that? Good snag. Good snag. Yeah, that's what the that's what you're telling the Orioles to start doing. Who? Yeah. All right. Sorry, Angels fans. Sorry, I, I, I still think like next year should be a winnable season with Otani pitching. 
You got to get some more pitchers. Houston, Jim. Yeah, but wild wild card. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Houston loses Cole. Maybe. Yeah, they're going to sign Wheeler, though. They're definitely going to sign. They're they've they're committed to winning over in Houston. So I'm announcing. I want to announce this on today's episode. Zach Wheeler signs with the Houston Astros. Wow, that's huge wow. news. Yeah. Everyone, credit at Talking Jake, please. At Talking Jake, send it over, baby. Send it over. All right, that ends this show. Thank you guys very much. If you enjoyed it, please rate, subscribe, review. If you're listening on the iTunes uh, podcast app on under your iPhone, they redid. The category. So now there's just a baseball category, and I, I was late to figure out how to get us into that category. But I think when this episode drops, we'll be in it. I'd love to make a push. So if you want to support us, you know, just subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, rate, review, rate again, rate again, rate again. Let's just for one day, I just want to jump up the rankings. Then I don't care anymore. I just want to get up there for one day, screenshot it, then act like that's the screenshot forever. Good strategy. Great. Great. All right. Thanks, guys. We will see you on Monday. Talking baseball.